Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Odious Matt Mosley, welcome to the program. We are off and running. Hope everybody's having a great week, great summer, lots of vacations going on right now. I think Tom's headed out somewhere. Tom has uh, enjoyed taking some cruises in the past. I don't know what Tom's going to be up to, but good to see Tom out there uh, taking a little well-deserved time off, and uh, he'll be hitting the road. And uh, just a lot of fun stuff going on. That's our 7 to 9 program game time. Every morning is 7 to 9. And then, of course, the uh, Matt Mosley show. Uh, we'll be around for a little bit. Then I got a race out of town uh, next week. But Aaron's got everything handled, and we'll have it all ready for you. And uh, we got a big show planned today. In fact, uh, right out of the chute here at 420. Zach Dillon is on the agenda, and I'm I'm excited about this one. Zach Dillon will uh, will be the hitting coach for the Baylor Bears. Played for Baylor, knows Mitch, coached with him at MCC. Got a great baseball pedigree, and uh, from a I think he's going to be great from a recruiting standpoint. He's been out working in an academy. We'll talk more with him about that. But great to have him on uh, the Baylor staff. And it's a fun time to kind of get to know. Yesterday we had Mitch Thompson on, and Mitch was about as good as you would expect. Mitch was fun. We had a lot of fun laughing about how Mitch was uh, couldn't get a hold of Mitch all of a sudden. After the MCC, he's usually uh, not a hard guy to run down. He's great with the media. And suddenly it was silent. And Mitch decided, you know what, maybe right now is not the best time because Aaron and I had made the mistake of being a little too upfront. I had told Mitch, hey, I'm going to ask you about this Baylor job. <clears throat> and I think Mitch was like, if Mosley's going to ask me about this Baylor job, I'm going to steer clear. And um, I think he would have been fine even if he came on. But he left nothing to chance. And now he is the head coach of Baylor Bear Baseball. And uh, Aaron, you, uh, you attended MCC yourself. Uh, have watched that program for a long time. I get the feeling that Mitch, one of the things I liked about our conversation with Mitch, and maybe later in the week we'll uh, let some folks that maybe missed that hear that because I, I thought Mitch was so good. And, and, and one of the things I really liked, Aaron, is that uh, I don't think, I think there are some coaches around the country, and by the way, it works. It's work. I mean, A&M did it. They brought in a ton of guys from the portal, and they went to the World Series. I mean, there's some there's some different teams that have used the portal, and they've used it brilliantly. But Aaron, when we had Mitch on yesterday, I got the feeling that Mitch has a little bit of old school in him. I'm not saying he won't turn to the portal at times, but I don't think that's how he really wants to uh, lay the foundation of his program. And he might cherry pick here and there. 
And but I, I think it'll be a little bit like the way Dave Veranda has done with the football program. Here and there, they got a couple of great linemen that uh, are still part of the uh, the team moving forward in the transfer portal. They got Jackson Player, the defensive tackle, went to Midway, came from Tulsa. And they got the uh, linebacker who's supposed to be really good that came in from LSU. But it's not like wholesale, let's bring 10 guys in. You see baseball programs. Aaron, I looked at one of these programs that had a great year, GCU. Aaron, if I said to you, GCU, what, team, what, what college do you think that is? What university? GCU. It is. Not, I'm drawing a blank. Is, it is Grand Canyon University. And I just happened to look at that, Aaron. And they lost star players, starters. The last I checked, they had lost eight players to the transfer portal. I hate that. I really do. I hate it when coaches, it happens in basketball now. I do hate it when people put these tremendous programs together. It's happening in high school now. You'll get a great high school player. He's putting up huge numbers. He leads you to a state title or a state championship game. And the next thing you know, he's off to a prep school. I I love the fact that I don't think Mitch is coming in here looking to take shortcuts. Now, are they going to be great next year? I don't know. That's going to be tough because, I mean, they're going to have to do some of this on the fly. But I, I think he's still – Aaron, did you not get the the feeling from listening to Mitch that he still wants to build it with high school players? Like that's, the, that's still going to be the backbone – that's going to be the bread and butter for this program? Yes, and I think that absolutely would be true. I don't know that it'll be true next year, though. Aaron, you sound, I mean, even better than usual today. I don't know if I've accidentally tweaked something on my end at the Mosley Studios, but, man, I mean, it's, it's like you're in HD. Everybody text in if you, think, if you think Aaron sounds wonderful today. Aaron, did you tweak something on your end? It's like a... I mean, it's like you're just right here with me. No, everything's the same. I, I guess everybody just assumes we're together every day anyway. Maybe I shouldn't change that. Aaron actually is in our newsroom, and that's where all the breaking news happens. And, Aaron, uh, if you wouldn't mind, give us a breaking news sounder, please. All right, uh, this went down, oh, first story that was written on ESPN. It's now been out there about three or four hours. Okay, so we've been talking about this throughout the afternoon. It's a big story. The Cleveland Browns have agreed to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers on Wednesday for a 2024 conditional draft pick. The Panthers will pay $4.85 million of Mayfield, Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will pay $10.5 million, and a source told Adam Schefter. Mayfield agreed to convert the remainder of his $18.8 million salary into incentives to facilitate the deal, which is pending a physical. Now, Aaron, apparently there was a blueprint for getting something like this done, and you'll laugh when you find out who it is. It's none other than Baker's best friend in the world, Odell Beckham Jr. 
when he <laughs> when they ended up going to the uh, Rams to facilitate the deal, they did something similarly similar, and he now has a really nice, healthy contract with the uh, Rams. But this is kind of how they got it done. Now, Aaron, some people may not remember this. Matt Rule, the former Baylor coach, who is now the head coach for the Carolina Panthers. If I said back in the day, Aaron, when Matt arrived, 2018, coached the Bears in 18, 19, 20. Um, if I said, Matt, who's your least favorite quarterback that you face on a on an annual basis or or who's the who's who's one of the least favorite quarterbacks you've ever faced and I think Baker Mayfield would have been the first name he threw out thought he was an absolute (laughs) jerk and I remember Baker I'm trying to remember at the end of that Baylor game Baylor had them down now, that's, I'm not talking about the Jalen Hurts game. Obviously, Baylor's winning that game 28-0. They came all the way back, beat the Bears. We'll always remember that. That was 2020. Wait, what are we in? What did we just do? The no, 19, I think it was. Yeah, that was a 2019 season. Well, a couple seasons before, they were hanging in there and had OU down. That may have been the seventh um 2017, trying to get all my years right. And Baker, toward the end of that game, I think did a deal where he was like, Aaron, I don't know if he did this right over somebody. He either stepped on them or, like, did the rock the baby thing. Like, he, it was a very cocky Baker Mayfield type thing to do. And I promise you, because Matt Rule and I talked about it back then, he could not stand Baker Mayfield. Oh, life is funny. It brings <laughs> us all back together. Who knows, Aaron? There may be former coworkers that we end up working with again, people that you never wanted to see again. You never know. They may come walking down the hall again. But this was a marriage of necessity, of desperation, I mean the, the the Panthers and Brown. I mean this is this is all. But what's funny is here are the Browns. They desperately need a backup quarterback to to bail them out. But they've already moved on from Baker Mayfield. I love Aaron. I was I was just at lunch uh, earlier and I was watching Jimmy Haslam. They were reading what the owner had to say of the Browns. And they were just like, nobody put in more time. He accomplished things that the uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback hasn't done in many, many years. Well, yeah, no, 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 you know what? I mean, they'd been awful forever at quarterback. They'd been through about 20 to 25. I mean, Aaron wins the last decent quarterback before Baker that the Cleveland Browns have had. I mean, do we have to go all the way back to Bernie Kosar? I mean, you got to go way, way back. They've just been through, they've been out in the quarterback wilderness over the years. And so, but again, if you loved him so much, you wouldn't have gone out and spent whatever it is, 200 million guaranteed 
for a guy <clears throat> accused by like 27, 28 different women of assault. You know, at all these mas- these massage therapists. This is who they decided to go uh, cast their lot with. So Aaron, on one hand, they can't get rid. Of, they can't wait to get rid of a guy. Now he's fiery. Is he a little bit of a punk? You bet he is. Does he have issues off the field? No. No. Now, he once, I think, back in the day, got arrested at OU for something stupid, you know, running around campus drunk, disorderly, but nothing. He wasn't driving, as I recall. So, I mean, it's it's funny, Aaron. We used to think, oh, my gosh, Baker Mayfield, is he a bad guy? And he's a punk. I mean, he's... He's the cockiest quarterback we've ever seen. But he's not a he's not a guy being accused of things by 30 different women. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment what the Browns have done. But it's the Browns are going to be the Browns. They had a chance to get a potential top 5 quarterback. But Aaron, what's funny is they had a chance to do it on the cheap in a sense. You know, like, why would you feel the need to pay someone who nobody else wants a monstrous amount of guaranteed money? And, well, that's a question that the uh, the Browns will have to answer throughout the years. We shall see. Now, Aaron, while I was on vacation and we were kind of monitoring that thing that happened the other day, uh, I don't guess we ever got any news, did we, on um, on Deshaun Watson any any punishment? I guess we're still waiting on that. I think the date I've heard of of maybe the next big date is July 11th. Aaron, is today July 6th? Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think it is. July 11th. Aaron, let's keep that in mind for next week. I think that could be the day the the judge may uh, in this uh, ruling the uh, that may go ahead and make a decision talking about uh, Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns and the uh, the league's investigation, which generally these are sham investigations. They brought on all these people. It all looks good. Oh, we got somebody from the DA's office. Oh, my gosh, U.S. Attorney's office. We got the feds involved. Lisa, somebody. We're big time. And they generally screw it up. Every lawyer out there listening to me in Central Texas right now, and even the lawyer listening in Kaufman, Texas, is nodding their head. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Mosley. They usually get it wrong. How can a billion-dollar company not get this right? Well, they don't get a lot of things right. Okay, this is not, this is not the first thing. Okay, it is time to talk to the, one of the newest members of the Baylor baseball coaching staff and it's a very familiar name it's zach Dillon. he joins us next recently on game time and we're joined now by the head football coach and athletic director at lorena high school coach ray balls you know this long shortcut that's coming down from the uil it's awesome i mean winning the state championship in football was unbelievable but to be able to across the board and, and everything from band and cheer and one act play and, and everything else academically and then all the way through all your sports to be able to say you're the number one school in the state of texas that's an awesome feat game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas 
Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Heart of Texas Shooting Center, Waco's premier indoor firing range, is now open. This state-of-the-art indoor firing range is climate-controlled and open to the public seven days a week. Bring your own firearm or rent one on site. Experienced and knowledgeable instructors are on site to help you get the most out of your shooting experience. For more information, call 254-492-8300 or log on to hotshootingcenter.com. Located at 5040 South Loop 340 in Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency. With the Nietzsche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nietzsche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nietzsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. A shorthanded Bear basketball team lost the opening game of the Global Jam to Italy 88-77. The Bears will tip off against Canada tonight at 8 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys have come to a deal with Black Rifle Coffees, a military veteran-backed company that came with mixed reactions from the fans. Free agent center Thomas Bryant has agreed to a one-year veterans minimum deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Big 12 and Pac-12 are in negotiations with many possibilities on the table, one which could be a merger of the two leagues. Astros continue their run, winners of eight in a row now, beat the Royals 9-7, two teams again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. 
Rangers on another slide. Baltimore beat the Rangers 10 to 9 in extra innings again. Rangers and O's tonight, 605, first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Central National Bank, for what you do. And uh, this is fun to get to visit with Zach Dillon. Zach, it's felt like Zach, old it's home felt week. Like old home week. And uh, this and, is uh, uh, this is uh, kind of fascinating kind of to fascinating watch this whole process to... take place. Zach, I uh, I mean, getting to see you and and it, even at the uh, the other day at the announcement for Mitch. So many of your teammates, the greats from the past. I talked to Jason Jennings. I talked to Kelly Shopik uh, uh, on the radio recently. I mean, what did it feel like a big family reunion to you? And can you believe that uh, you're able to go back and now team up with one of your former coaches? Does it feel a little bit surreal to you? I don't know if, uh, don't know Zach's, if uh, Zach's hearing me. I'm hearing, hearing echo, you. Aaron. Zach Dillon, come in. You're on the Matt Mosley Show. Not sure exactly. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. We're not hearing Zach. All right, well, here we go. Zach Dillon. Hey, Zach, I was just giving you a big introduction, and then I realized I don't think you could hear me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm out here in Melissa, Texas, and I don't know what happened to my my service. So, <laughs> but I'm here well, now. My people, Zach, are from Anna, right for, down the street from where you are, and weird things can happen out there. But uh, that that Melissa used to be, as you well know, a tiny little uh, town of about I don't know, maybe 1,200 people, and now it's. Uh, uh, Melissa's a, a pretty big-time program, and I don't know, what are they, Class 4A, 5A? M- Melissa's not, not the Melissa we remember. No, it's it's certainly not. You know, they've done a bunch out here, uh, you know, and with big PCS facility and the, and the Melissa Z-Plex. So it's a, it's a hotbed for sure uh, for the summer summer circuit. Um, and, and the five-tool organization's done a great job with, with putting on really good events out here for us to come Come watch. Watch the good players in our state, and, and they've done a good job bringing in some quality outsiders as well. Is it kind of an adjustment to uh, be on the other side? I mean, you have now spent the last few years in Katy uh, at just a tremendous select baseball program, 12 baseball, as director of operations. Is it Did, did it feel very, pretty natural? Did you hit the ground running, or was it a little strange to, to kind of flip sides now and and uh, and be back in the in the whole recruiting game. Well, you know the 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 great part of all of it is I feel more prepared doing this job now than when I was actually trying to do the job seven eight years ago. <laughs> um, just having got to see, you know, the transformation of kids from you know really the age of thirteen all the way through high school and and getting to know the different um, recruiting philosophies and, and ways other guys go about it and how they go about it and how they approach it. You know, it was really a, a really a interesting six year, you know, internship for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, 
of how this thing goes and and it's ever changing um right now with the transfer portal and and you know all the things that are on the docket with the NCAA and and conferences and the realignment and everything else going on so we're having to keep up with a lot but at the same time it, it really boils down to being able to evaluate being able to build relationships and identify the the guys that are the right fit for your program so that's where we're at right now and we're you know we're trying to do it for next year's roster and we're trying to look to the future as well all right how how uh, have you been able to to bone up on all the transfer portal i guess you had to quickly sort of be able to look inside that and monitor that what's uh what's what's that been like getting up to speed because since you were last co- uh, coaching in college obviously that's become an enormous part of this and i i don't know zach i mean like when you look in there are there i mean there are basically like hundreds almost thousands of players that end up in that portal aren't there well there there's thousands of players in the portal um and <laughs> and you've got to do a good job of quickly identifying those that you know may be a fit or may still a need for you um and and there's a variety of ways to do that now which is great you know um there's software out there and video out there on almost every player that's played you know division one college baseball that you can go access and if you can't access it there, you can probably access it on the kids' social media page. So really it's, it's you know, being able to quickly sort and identify the guys that may fill a need for your program. And that's how everybody's using it. I think some are using it, you know, exclusively. I think some are using it better than others. Um, but, it, but it is an interesting – it adds an interesting dynamic to recruiting and how you, how you look to the future of your ball club and your team. I do feel there's still there's still room for, you know, bringing in a group of freshmen every year that is going to be the backbone of your program and, and create culture with them and create team and an identity that, uh, you know, there's something to that as well. So, you know, the transfer portal can become free agency if we let it. But, I, you know, I think, you know, for right now in our current state, you know, obviously we're, we're really happy it's – it's a part of this deal, but I also feel like we're looking to the future of, of building that team and the culture that, you know, we're able to grow and develop young people um, within our program. Zach Dillon joining us, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined Baylor hitting coach and, uh, uh, boy, going to be heavily involved in recruiting and running all that. I bet that 12 baseball select program, uh, you're going to hear from every parent in there, Zach. Now, right? Every, every. <laughs> well, you, you know, the, the challenging part is you, you've built all these great relationships, and and you know, you've you've been in the fire with all of them, and going through this process, and you know, some of the younger ones, the NCAA doesn't permit you know us to to respond to them now. So, so I'm getting all these congratulatory texts and and a bunch <laughs> of you know this is awesome and and I'm having to go through the coaches I hired and tell them, "Hey, I'm not being rude. I just can't respond or I can't get back to them." So, but yeah, we're you know, the the good part about the program is, you know, there's a bunch of good people involved in it. I think it's a great place for for a young player to go play and and grow as a player in person. I think we've got the right people involved in it. And obviously that benefits, you know, our program as well. So, you know, the the, the stronger that program continues to be, I think it'll be beneficial not only for our program, but all the programs in our state and really outside of our state. So I think the the better we can do with the kids at the amateur level um, to get them ready to play college baseball right now, you know, that that's a service that 
that is desperately needed um, on multiple levels. So, Zach, how do you um, go about evaluating? Uh, some coaches come in and they don't want to know. You know, they almost want a clean slate, and they don't want to spend too much time. Uh, obviously, you got to kind of find out what you have. How how has that process been? Do you do you go back and 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 look at games and look at stats and and what's the because you got to do all this on the fly in a sense. What what is that evaluation of the current <laughs> Baylor team been like? Well, you know it's obviously challenging, um, and it's not as challenging for the guys that have a little bit of a track record and in history, and we've been able to watch them play and on on video or we've been there in person and seen them and know what they are and know what they can do the the bigger challenge are the guys that maybe you know weren't playing as much or they're on the roster and we're trying to evaluate you know them and their and their scholarship situation and you know what they're going to bring to the table down the road are they healthy you know not having a history of you know injury and, and that sort of thing and then same goes for the guys that were committed to the program and all while you're trying to be fair and be a good person to the program and, and to the kids and the families, you know, you're, you're sitting there going, okay, we gotta, we still got to get better. You know, we're, we're constantly striving to get better. So, you know, challenge to, to do all that, but yeah, I think it's a, a combination of conversation. I think it's a conversation of vetting them with people they've been around in their past I think it's a, a you know a process of evaluating their numbers and video if we have it, um, and then trying to make the best decisions we can in a short amount of time. What is your uh, Zach Dillon joining us, Matt Mosley show? Your overall hitting philosophy? I I go back to uh, the old days of the Rangers, like Rudy Jaramillo, who used to be the you know see ball hit ball kind of keep it real basic yeah. kind of thing. Um, and, and I've watched some, you know, some really good ones over the years. How did you form your philosophy? Obviously, your last year at Baylor, I think you led the conference in average walks, and so you had a tremendous playing career. Um, who would you say had the biggest impact on your philosophy, and, and, and how have you kind of evolved in that area over the years? Well, yeah, I mean, I was fortunate to be around a a lot of great baseball people growing up in in South Florida, Uh, give a lot of credit to my high school coach in Iowa, who I thought was, you know, a really elite high school coach looking back on it. Um, And then, you know, having (laughs) been fortunate to be around, you know, Steve Smith and and Mitch Thompson and Hoot John again and Chris Berry and, and then in my coaching career being around, you know, really people as well you know some of the names I just mentioned along with John Cohen and Butch Thompson Nick Mangione and and Jack Dom and Ryan Brownlee um, guys that just have a, a history of success in division one college baseball you know have evolved I guess my opinion of of team offense but really I, you know being a hitting coach is different than being a, a team offensive coach you know as a team offense we're trying to score runs and win ball games as a hitting coach, we might be evaluating plan and approach and rhythm and timing, and, and then we're evaluating swing path. And, and I, I believe fundamentally hitting coaches, they, the best ones are the ones that free their guys up the most and, and get them on time with the guy's best fastball more often. you know. And then off of the fastball, we can work and evaluate you know, secondary pitches um, and trust our eyes and our hands to be able to stay in the big part of the field with, with soft stuff. But I think the best, you know, team offensive coaches 
can teach plan against certain types of arms and to where there's a really simple strategic game plan against a pitching type that allows our bats to be more competitive, which leads to more base runners, which leads to more runs. And I, and I think, you know, that would be a strength of, of mine is being able to identify what we need to try to do off a certain type of arm and be able to share a plan with those guys. You know, most of the kids that are playing at our level have paid somebody $50 an hour or $50 a half hour to teach them how to swing for their whole lives. You know, we need to teach them how to hit, you know, so – uh, within within an offensive game plan, uh, and and you see a lot of guys that really have great swings, but they're really great hitters. While we're out here watching, are few and far between. So, and I think some of that is timing and rhythm in the box. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to identify pitches, you know. And some guys have a knack to do that, and it's it's not a real teachable skill. Um, but I think given a good plan, I think a lot of guys have a chance to have success. So, and that plan is ever evolving and ever changing based on what a guy's arsenal is that that we're facing. So, um, you know, I think, I think to keep it simple, you know, <laughs> teach a good swing that's workable on, on velocity. Okay. And then make sure we're practicing and teaching in a way that is game like, and we're able to put guys in an environment, it's challenging in practice, similar to game where there's always a decision to be made, whether we're taking a pitch or swinging at a pitch. I think too many times in our game for a long time, you know, that we, we throw the 50 mile an hour BP and we think that's, you know, equating to game and it's not. So I think that there's a place for that and building a swing, but there's not a place for that as far as training a hitter to hit in game and, and with a guy that's trying to get him out with multiple locations and speeds. So, I think the training component of that can help, you know, and having a plan how we practice, but, but then really being able to identify in a ball game, you know, at a moment's notice what we're trying to do, you know, with our swing in that particular moment. Is it still kind of surreal to you uh, that you're coming back to where you played and then you're going to play for, one of your former co are you going to coach under one of your former coaches now obviously you were with him at mcc uh with mitch but zach isn't it crazy in life we don't always get chances to like come back home or do something like this this has to be extremely special to you and i i would imagine there were only a few situations you would have accepted and this happened to be one of those yeah it's it's certainly special um and and quite honestly you're exactly right uh, it's for the right. It's for the right. Pl- it's for the right person first and foremost. It's for the right place for me, um, and it's it's something that that means a lot to all of us. So, you know, I I, I know this. We're going to work hard at it, and we're gonna we're gonna give it our best go. And I think our best go is going to be really good. So, you know, I think that's where we're at with it right now. Um, but yeah, to, to get back to your question, extremely grateful, extremely excited. Um, and just look forward to being on campus there here in about a month and getting going with our first team. Um, you know, and that's, that's really why we do this is to be around young people and help them grow and develop and the young, you know, great young people and, and good fathers and husbands and hopefully really good players for us. So, you know, that that's really, I know on our staff, that's why all the guys do it. Um, and that's, that's hopefully what we're going to build and we're going to build hopefully a great culture championship culture and 
where everything matters and all you know all the little things add up to to something big so that's what we're looking forward to um but yeah i I'm, i couldn't be more excited to be there is Mitch any different than the last time you coached with him? Is there anything you're noticing about Mitch that you feel like he's changed at all, or is it the same Mitch you remember back from the, the early 2000s? Well, Mitch has always been really, really good in whatever role he's been in. I think, I think where I've seen him evolve as a head coach is really, really how to develop a team from the front end of the year to the back end of the year. And if teams – you know, have always seen to, to just get better and better as the year goes on. And, and there's a method to that. You know, he's tough on them early. And, but he's always surrounded himself with assistant coaches that he knows are going to be able to pick the guys up and, and, and carry the team forward. And he's able to be kind of the bad cop for a while <laughs> to get what he wants out of them. You know, and I think there's really something to that. And he cares a whole lot, you know, and he cares a whole lot about the small things. And he's not going to let stuff go. There's going to be a there's going to be a strong level of accountability on the field and off the field. So I, you know, I think when you've got that going, and and all of a sudden that guy lets off the lets off the gas a little bit as far as like his his demeanor with the players, and it's like, hey, go get them, boys. You know, I think the teams tend to take off at the end, and he's he's just got a really good feel for that. And I think he's developed that over his nine years at MCC. Um, but I think he probably always had it. You know, he just needed the opportunity to go show show he knew how to do it. Um, but I think that's something I've identified with him that's been special. I think it's really hard day in and day out to just hold kids to that level of accountability too, you know. And that's, that's something that all of us in life wish we could be a little more disciplined um, when you're trying to wrangle in 35 young people you know, 18 to 23 years old and, and get them to do what you want them to do every day, you know, and do it the right way. You know, you got to really be on them and you got to stay yeah. on them and you got to, you got to stay true to your word. And I think he's that guy for sure. Well, and if you don't um, now, which you didn't have when you were playing, they can go right in the portal and be in another program <laughs> uh, in, in a heartbeat. So that, I think that even adds a whole nother layer. Well, it's, uh, I'll let you know. Oh Yeah. Well, it was uh, fun to get to visit with you. That five tool, I see some of the things on uh, Twitter. Of course, I only see the highlights for guys. I only see like the you know the the, the long home runs. It's like we never we never <laughs> see any failure. You only see the great That's home right. runs and great plays. But you're getting right. to be there and and kind of see it all. And by the way, I know you're looking at players that have been injured and all. Let me put in a plug. For the man from Kaufman, okay, that's my hometown. Uh, I won't even say okay. his name, but he can flat out hit the ball. But I do; he's been banged up a little bit. But my goodness, uh, with your tutelage and your help, uh, um, he could send a few balls out of that ballpark. Okay, so that's the last. I that's I the, appreciate that's it. A, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> that. That's the last time I'll lobby for anybody. But I, I thought there I would say go. that. <laughs> okay, well, hey Zach. Right. I'll keep coming back for more. <laughs> that's right. If I miss, you're done with me. I get it. I, I think that's, that's right. fair. Yeah, that's how this works. So. <laughs> exactly right. The ta- talent acquisition business. That's right. Well, uh, it's uh, it, I'm very excited for you, Zach. Great to see a player. A lot of us love watching over the years, and can't wait to see you in person. And congratulations. And um, and and man, just have a 
have a great time out there on the road, but uh, we're, we're glad to see you back on campus. Thanks for having me on, Matt. I'm excited. You bet. There he goes, Zach Dillon, uh, back with the Baylor Bears, longtime player, all Big 12, led the uh, conference in average walks, had a some kind of insane average, trying to think back to what it was like. Oh, geez, he hit, uh, but he had 494 on base percentage his senior year at Baylor. That would have been about 2006. So he would have been on that team that went to the College World Series in 2005. And now he is back with the Baylor Bears as the uh, as the hitting coach. And boy, he's uh, he's got huge responsibilities in recruiting. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, it is uh, time for something we call Campus Confidential. Some very interesting accolades coming in for some Baylor players. The preseason All-Big 12 team. We present it to you next. Recently on Game Time, we welcome in the new head baseball coach at McLennan Community College, Tyler Johnson. As soon as we found out that Coach Johnson was going to get the job at Baylor, I was able to go ahead and communicate with all of our incoming guys and our returners and to kind of just calm them down a little bit because it's big news when your head coach is leaving, but when uh, you get to see a familiar face stay around, they were pretty fired up about it. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months and June right on track to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 
The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16112-22462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. A shorthanded Bear basketball team lost the opening game of the Global Jam to Italy 88-77. The Bears will tip off against Canada tonight at 8 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys have come to a deal with Black Rifle Coffees, a military veteran-backed company. It came with mixed reactions from the fans. Free agent center Thomas Bryan has agreed to a one-year veterans minimum deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Big 12 and Pac-12 are in negotiations with many possibilities on the table, one which could be a merger of the two leagues. Astros continue their run, winners of eight in a row now, beat the Royals 9-7, to two teams again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers on another slide, Baltimore beat the Rangers 10-9 in extra innings again. Rangers and O's tonight, 6-0-5 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Campus Confidential. Aaron, I like that. Speaking of college athletics, Zach Dillon, the uh, former Baylor great that is now back on the staff, thought he had some really good stuff on just the Mitch Thompson's process and how he kind of starts off with players. And, Aaron, as he explained, I don't know if Mitch wants him putting this out there, but I kind of liked it, that uh, Mitch does not mind early on playing the role of the, quote, bad cop and then uh, and then letting the other player, the other coaches pick the players up. From what I understand, Aaron, one of the issues with the this, this past staff, and I think they had some good guys. I mean, I, it's not like they weren't good coaches, and Steve Rodriguez landed a, co- a job immediately as the new hitting coach at UT. But I think when things were kind of getting rough this year, I don't think there was a, anybody picking the players up. And I think that was part of the issue and some of the unrest with the players and some of the transfers, and, and that's what happens with losing. But this this part about the assistant coaches coming in and picking guys up, I don't think we were seeing a lot of that. Now, I like Zach Dillon when he talked about these players and their parents and everybody spend tons of dollars, tons of money uh, on the swing itself. But hitting is a different deal than just kind of learning parts of the swing. How do you go up there with a plan in, 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 in a great approach because you know you're, you know baseball is something where there's a lot of failure involved, but still you have to have 
the right approach, and uh, and I think Zach Dillon's going to do a nice job of this. Aaron, um, it is time for some Campus Confidential. What do you have for us today? Well, really no breaking news in the ongoing realignment saga. Of course, Dennis Dodd had the report yesterday that the Big 12 talking to up to six Pac-12 schools, and there have been a couple of unconfirmed reports today that those schools had actually been offered membership, but nothing official. There's also been reports that they were meeting with those schools today. Of course, there were reports that they were meeting with them yesterday. So a pretty news-free day on the uh, realignment front, and we will just sit and wait and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I, I think it's going to be fascinating next week at the media days to have there's also there's already on the docket at 8:30 Wednesday morning the new commissioner your mark will be uh, meeting with the media as well as Baylor president Linda Livingstone now you say well why is president Livingstone going to be talking well she was one of the three on that uh, committee very powerful uh, committee made up of the president of Texas Tech and then uh, also the uh, the I think at Kansas I think the president or chancellor at Kansas and so she'll be speaking to the media Wednesday morning and we'll see if we can get any sort of uh, clarification or we find out any more news because sometimes during these media days when the media is all huddled up that's when some of this breaks. Somebody, you know, it happened with uh, the uh, SEC media days, as you'll remember, and it became a monster story. And that was Brent Zwerneman of the uh, uh, Houston Chronicle who broke that big story that Texas and OU were leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. Now, Aaron, I know uh, a lot of interesting stuff is happening with uh, the buildup to media days. Some of these uh, Big 12 teams preseason offensive defensive player of the year newcomer of the year uh Aaron what do we uh what do we have going on that front the all big 12 preseason team was announced today as voted by the media three Baylor players make the first team offense tight end Ben Sims and offensive lineman Connor Galvin and Jacob Gall and two make the first team defense defensive tackle Apuica and linebacker Dylan Doyle the Offensive Player of the Year, Texas running back Bijan Robinson, Mr. Lamborghini. And the Defensive Player of the Year is K-State defensive lineman Felix and and Yudike Uzama. I wanted to make sure I got the pronunciation correct, and I did. The Newcomer of the Year, Oklahoma quarterback and University of Central Florida transfer, Dylan Gabriel. So five Baylor Bears voted to the preseason All-Big 12 team by the media. I don't really know how anybody in our audience, Aaron, would know if you got it right or not. You know, I'm just a <laughs> perfectionist. A, you know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for telling me that. Uh, it's a uh, that's a fascinating. Now I got to dig in, go watch some tape of this player. I think the Bears could have had uh, a, a number of players considered for that. I think Apuika, who you mentioned as a Baylor preseason, I think he's going to be one of the great nose tackles in this country. I think if I were going to do a newcomer of the year, 
I might have thought about Baylor's new defensive tackle, Jackson Player, but they went with the Oklahoma quarterback because that's a more household name, Dylan Gabriel from University of Central Florida, right? That's where he used to be. I I paused for a second, Eric, because I thought my brain was playing tricks on me. I thought, wait, they're not in the conference yet, but, of course, he has gone. He's now with the Oklahoma Sooners, and... Aaron, this is one of those guys that's been around for a good while now. We're in 2022. I bet he entered college in like 2017 or 18. He's been hanging around for a while. Uh, had to miss us at least one season because of injury, due to injury, and we'll see where it goes from there. I'm anxious to see, Aaron, this goes out a little outside the conference, but I want to see, is Caleb Williams the real deal? Is that guy going to set the world on fire at USC? Does Spencer Rattler transfer to South Carolina and put up huge numbers there? I'm very, very interested to see because we thought Rattler was going to be great at Oklahoma, and it didn't work out for him. Caleb Williams showed flashes of brilliance, but he seems to me to be a little bit overrated based on what he actually, what his production was. You know, by the way, he, you know, they, they gave up a, a nice lead to Oklahoma State, which cleared the way for the Bears to play in the Big 12 championship game and beat the Oklahoma State Pokes. So I, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in all this. Now, Aaron, first-team quarterback. Now, I, I would have I, – I, I honestly think Blake Shapin – should have definitely been in the discussion for first-team quarterback in the Big 12. Now, maybe you could argue, well, he's just not, hadn't played enough. So they went with a player who's had a lot of experience and will now be in his either third or fourth year as a starter, Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State. Aaron, is that right? Yes. I believe that's, okay, I believe that's the case. They went with Spencer Sanders. And, you know, you kind of think, well, I now I, I would think one of those other Baylor linemen could have been mentioned. Now, Aaron, you said they went with Gall or, uh, or Galvin. Who did they go with? Connor Galvin? Galvin and Jacob Gall. Both of them made first team. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to get all my, all my people together. Interesting. Because the only ones else I would think, Grant Miller, really, really fine player, Byers also uh, coming back. Mose Jeffrey. But I think uh, that's that's good. I think those two are good. And interestingly, Aaron, even though Baylor's being voted by some as a potential uh, uh, the, the potential champion of the Big 12, I think probably from the media, OU will probably end up winning that. But it's interesting that Shapen, not a lot of experience, Whoever starts at running back, McWilliams or whoever, not not a lot of experience at all. Whoever starts at wide receiver, I mean, Aaron, can you name a wide receiver for Baylor that comes back with a lot of experience? Gavin's been around for a long time, but he's been injured a lot. Right. And I mean, this is in, – and then Fleeks got moved to running back. Right. Uh, so I, Baldwin it's, it's, had the big play in the Sugar Bowl, but he doesn't have a ton of experience. You know, he didn't play significantly last year. Yeah. I, I'm 
I think it's going to be interesting. Now, you mentioned also, Aaron, one of the uh, offensive players mentioned was uh, Blake Sims, the tight end. Aaron, can you think back to the last time Baylor had a first-team preseason (laughs) tight end? I mean, that's kind of shocking when you think about it. It's a really good tight end, and Baylor loves to find him. He's talented. He's got he runs really good routes and he's got tremendous hands. So I think he's totally worthy of this. But I'm sitting here trying to think of all the tight ends they've had over the years. They've had some good blocking type tight ends. But in terms of a first team, no doubter, uh, get out there and make a bunch of plays in the offense. Aaron, I you'd almost have to go back to the days of the great Steve Stutzman who J.J. Joe was throwing to back in the late 80s. Now, J.J. played into the early 90s, but I can't totally remember when Stutzman finished up. Probably would have been about 89 or 90. Was Steve Stutzman from Dangerfield, or wait, was he from Quero? Anyway, Robert Strait was from Quero. Uh, Thomas Everett was from Dangerfield. Got to get my Quero Gobblers, my Dangerfield all. But I'm telling you, Stutzman was unbelievable back in the day. Eric, can you remember? Am I missing anybody? No, any, I didn't any... even remember Stutzman, actually. But I, I, I was racking my brain, and I do not remember an all-conference tight end for Baylor. Now, somebody, you know, Texas, and it's one that I should have remembered. I'm going to feel bad, but there's none that jump out. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. the all-time great tight ends at Baylor you could go back to Ronnie Lee who went on to have uh, more than a decade long and decorated career with the Dolphins under Don Shula Ronnie Lee was playing for the Bears in the uh, late 1970s probably 76 through 78 or something like that got drafted by the Dolphins either 79 or 80 I mean he's he's considered one of the great tight ends of all time at Baylor ended up being an offensive tackle in the uh, in the pros. May have played some tackle at Baylor. So Walter, if Walter's listening, he'll correct me. Uh, it's either Walter or Sean Hunt who listens to us a lot. Uh, he is, uh, cor- he's, he kind of is my corrections officer. All right, Aaron, anything else you want to get in real quick? Oh, just, we better go. Just a couple quick notes on the All-Big 12 team. Uh, Travius Hodges Tomlinson was first voted first team defensive back from TCU. He's the nephew of Ladanian Tomlinson and the team with the most on both teams total. Kansas State, with six players, voted first team all-conference next year. Kind of surprising. Six players on the first team all-conference team from Kansas State? Yes. You think only the Kansas State media applied for credentials? (laughs) I was was dumbfounded. All right. Uh, It is time to talk to one of my favorites, the longtime and heralded Baylor beat man, Baylor football, all of Baylor athletics, Baylor basketball. John Warner from the Waco Tribune Herald joins us next. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. 
Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Seems we could all use a bargain right about now. Introducing Family Fun Tuesdays at the ballpark. All season, you and your crew can find half-price Rangers tickets for Tuesday home games, thanks to our friends at Coca-Cola. You'll also find discounted parking, as well as a meal deal for four on Tuesdays. Plus, young fans can meet a player during our Tuesday pregame autograph sessions. Fun and deals for your Tuesdays. Get the details at TexasRangers.com slash Family Fun. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A-style format helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley and... Um, Excited right now to be joined by my longtime friend, John Warner, 
from the Waco Trib. And, John, I was at the beach last week just trying to get some R&R, and, of course, it never stops. The news cycle (laughs) never stops. And you remember, John, we had like a, oh, I guess about a decade to kind of recover from that first round of realignment. I mean, for people that don't remember, John, back in, oh, whatever that was, 2009 or 10, um, when the when it looked like the Aggies were going to leave that first time, and then of course they did end up leaving. Um, then there was a, a period where everything kind of settled down, and then it all cropped up again. John, this feels like now almost an annual rite of summer uh, that all this is is going to happen. And uh, isn't it amazing to now see? That, that the Big 12, as we know it, it already was changing in a big way. John, by the time uh, we have media days this week, it, it may, or next week, it may have changed even more. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's going to happen that fast, but yeah, uh, there are definitely things in the works. And I think you're right. It's a lot like 10 years ago when that uh, first round of realignment happened. And, uh, man, you know, but the thing is this year, I think the Big 12 is, is in a little better strength of position than back then. They weren't in uh, they were in pretty bad shape back then, just scrambling. And even last year, they weren't in very good shape after Texas and Oklahoma left. Now the Pac-12 is in worse shape than the Big 12 after UCLA and USC left. So, uh, you know, at least, you know, they've, uh, they're have they kind of in a position of strength for once, which is kind of unusual for the Big 12. Yeah, we don't know how to act, do we? I, I, I thought the initial <laughs> reports were kind of funny because, like, the, you could tell people are used to the Big 12 being weakened because some of the national people the, early on said, well, the, the, the Pac-12 may look to add TCU and the Big 12. It was like they're so used to the Big 12 being weak that they immediately acted like the Pac-12 was going to be able to poach all these Big 12 teams. And, of course, that's not the way this thing appears to be playing out. And, and John, I don't – this loose partnership that's being discussed between the ACC and the Pac-12, I mean, that does nothing for me. I mean, can you imagine a a network out there like, oh, my gosh, okay, yeah, now that you're – now that you form this loose partnership, we'll pay you way more money. I mean that is I mean does that that to me that does not really move the needle that much some kind of alliance between the Pac-12 and the ACC. No, to me that sounds like one of those like Big 12 uh Big East basketball challenges or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like much of anything. And uh yeah, I think you're right. I mean there there's got to be some stronger ties than that. And, uh, you know, I do like – it sounds like the Big 12 is trying to be proactive and, and looking at four to six Pac-12 teams right now. I mean, who who knows what's going to happen? Um, but, gosh, uh, I, I think the Pac-12 is in kind of a bad spot. Uh, the, the most interesting thing will be what happens to Oregon and Washington. Those look like the two strongest schools left there. And, uh, you know, if the Big Ten wants them or, or if, is the Big Ten going to see what Notre Dame does? Uh, but, you know, I would even say the Big 12 is in a better spot than the ACC right now. I think you're right. I mean, they're, they're very poachable. 
Yeah, it is uh, strange. The Big 12 is now in the third position, although uh, we uh, we hear people talking about the Big 2. Uh, John Werner from the Waco trip joining us. John, I can tell you're getting excited at the thought of those trips out there to Utah, BYU, <laughs> Oregon, Washington. I mean, that's a very you're a very outdoorsy guy. You love to hike. Uh, you and your wife and and uh, John, I can I can kind of sense that you're getting excited about the possibilities. Well, you know, Baylor is going to Provo in a couple months, <laughs> so <laughs> that'll be a good preview right there. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's uh, those are some fine possibilities out west. Uh, but gosh, who knows? I mean, just who really knows right now? Uh, yeah. But I think the the Big Twelve needs to get up to 16 teams just to have as many as the Big Ten and the SEC. I asked my Mormon dentist today if, if when <laughs> I visited Provo, he went to BYU, could I, could I, as a Baptist, could I get in there and look at the tabernacle and the, the temple, you know, some of those things there in Provo, because that stuff interests me. And he said, and there's, there's, a, there's a real pretty one, uh, I think in Temple, Texas, there's actually a, 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 a Mormon temple uh, LDS temple. Um, and there's one in Dallas and I was asking him, I'm like, now, can I go in there and take a peek around? And he said, well, they'll let you in the lobby. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, we can't, we can't get past the lobby. Oh, oh man. Buddy. Yeah. Hey, they'll, they'll <laughs> let you in the, in the tabernacle though. I, I went there three years ago when Baylor was in a regional there, Baylor basketball. Oh. So oh, they will good. let you in. Let me say the sound quality there is pretty darn good. <laughs> Oh, I bet. I bet that Mormon Tabernacle Choir, I would love to hear them someday. I mean, I kind of yeah. watch some of their YouTube videos. <laughs> some people watch, like, sports on YouTube. I watch videos of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. They do sound great, though. It's a good sound, and it re- and the acoustics are nice in there. I don't think we have any Baptist churches with those kinds of acoustics. You know, over at Columbus Avenue, it just kind of bounces around there. It's just not quite the same acoustics when I was going there uh, during my college days. Now, John Werner from the Waco Trib with us. John, you've had a look, and you voted on some of these players. The Big 12 preseason offense and defense. Uh, do you feel, now, first of all, it seems like K-State might be a little overrepresented. The Bears you know, are one of the favorites to win, but they don't, they didn't exactly take the thing over. Uh, any Baylor players that you felt like may have been snubbed after you saw that list today of, of, of what came out? No, you know, I think five is a really good representation. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, you know, Baylor's got to re- replace running backs and wide receivers, so, so they didn't get anybody there. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that they got Jacob Gall and Connor Galvin on the O-line, uh, you know, Siaki Ika, D-line, and uh, I thought Dylan Doyle was a great choice at linebacker. And, uh, yeah, let's see, uh, who am I missing? Yeah, Ben Sims, the tight end. So, you know, really, those are pretty much the five guys I, I thought they'd get. Now, maybe Grant Miller maybe should have gotten yeah. a little more love, but – you know, when you got two O linemen there already, that that's pretty solid. So no, I, I think it's it's very good, and uh, you know that's four more than Oklahoma got, and three more than Texas got. 
Can you uh, – oh, I I love that. I love that you singled out the Sooners and the Longhorns on that. I think that's very appropriate. Although B. John Lamborghini Robinson did get preseason offensive player of the year, okay? That is a souped-up player in more ways than one uh, from the University of Texas. Now, John, we were trying – I may do this for my trivia this week. When was the last uh, tight end from Baylor to be on the preseason – all Big 12 team, and would you have to almost go back to the SWC days to find a a all Big 12? I mean, because I'm thinking back. I mean, it's not like Art threw to the the tight end that much, from what I recall. Can you remember any no. tight end that would have been given consideration? I was trying to think of it earlier. I went all the way back to Steve Stutzman uh, as a possibility. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even in the SWC, they didn't throw to the tight end that much. So, uh, gosh, boy, that that would take some research, Matt. I mean, that's like big time research. Uh, yeah, that's so, why that, that's why I'm hoping you'll do it. <laughs> no, but Ben, <laughs> man, he deserves it. That that guy's a really good player, and he had a you know he's coming off a great year. Uh, you know, I thought he might go pro uh you know he came back uh, he probably wants to work on his blocking a little more but man he's a, he's a talented receiver and, and you know they went to him a lot last year and they probably will again yeah i mean especially since you know they don't exactly know who's going to star at wide receiver baldwin's a nice kind of deep threat but he's a smallish player that one player uh number 34 josh uh You'll remember his name. Yeah, Cameron. He was, yeah. yeah, Josh Cameron. Just They just took his red shirt off. I mean, this yeah. is not a highly decorated group of wide receivers. Gavin's been around, but because of injuries, hasn't been able to play a lot. So that'll kind of right. be fascinating to see who emerges from that group. Do you like any of those four or five guys that might be in the running? Jalen Ellis, I think, is another. Is it Ellis? Yeah, Jalen. I'm, I'm, obviously, I need to. I need to get to know my wide receivers. Who is the uh, – Is any of those wide receivers stand out to you? Well, I think Monterey could be really good. You know, he, he had that uh, big run in the Sugar Bowl. I think he could be really good. Uh, you know, and like you mentioned, Cameron really came on during the spring. He kind of came out of nowhere, really. Uh, and, you know, Holmes, gosh, who, who knows? He's been injured so much. Uh, gosh, what's his sixth year, I think? Um so, yeah, he, uh, you know, if he, he came through with a big year, he he could be a really good possession receiver. Uh, Ellis, yeah, that, that's another guy. But, uh, you know, those guys will emerge. You know, on, like, college teams, I never worry a whole lot about receivers. I, I just think there's so many good ones to go around that somebody's always going to come out on top and, you know, be a really good player. I mean, I mean, Baylor's had good receivers for a long time, and I, I don't think that's going to stop. Yeah, I just I, I kind of worry more than you do, I think, and uh, I that's a, that's a position of need in a sense. But um, it's funny. Do you ever look at those tweets that the strength and conditioning coach puts out? I, for some reason, I measure everything on who wins the day in weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Receivers, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always looked at it. Guys on the team. Oh, yeah. No, but but I like to look at all those guys. And, there, and sometimes yeah. some of the groups, the same guy wins it a whole bunch. It seems like hmm. Matt Jones, Doyle, and then I'll look up and uh, 
I'm trying to think. Oh, Byers will win it on the O-line. And then my man Moe's Jeffrey. Uh, he, ah, okay. he must be enormously strong. And there's another guy, John, and you would know that. I, I, I never have known how to say it because he doesn't get to play a lot. Mazkua, uh, you know, M-A-Z-Z-U-C-A or some, something like that. Mazuka, that yeah. dude wins the weightlifting competitions a lot. And, I mean, he is a monster. I've always thought, golly, if that dude can play at all, uh, he could really do some damage out there. Now, John, have you taken a peek at the Baylor Bears as they uh, are in these Toronto Global Games? It's funny. I think it's yes, confusing the fans. I watched the whole game. Really? Well, about 30 minutes of it because the first 10 uh, didn't come on. <laughs> it took them a oh, while gosh. to get their ESPN plus <laughs> Get the feed but, going. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Keontae George is on fire. He was, you know, he came out, he hit a three, and then, it, gosh, he kept hitting them. He hit six out of 12. Uh, boy, great explosiveness to the basket. And and this is a guy, you know, they, they got a lot of their veterans hurt right now or, or not playing. And, man, he, he looked pretty darn confident. I think, I think he would have scored 40 if he hadn't gotten ejected in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I I didn't even see that. I know he's finished with thirty two. What did he What did he do to get ejected? Well, he had already gotten a, a technical earlier in the game, and then right. with I think it's six seventeen left in the game, he shot a three pointer, and he thought he was fouled from behind, and uh, it wasn't called. And apparently, he said something and got tossed. But uh, <laughs> man, he. <laughs> He was pretty remarkable. I mean, that guy, he's probably probably the high, most highly touted guy they've had come out of high school. And, boy, he, he looks like he's the real deal. Yeah, that's kind of exciting to watch him. And he was uh, doing some crossovers. Those, those European teams, I don't know how old those guys are, but they always <laughs> look a lot older, bigger. And that was some bruising. And, of course, I don't know if those were international officials or whatever. But, uh, John, I won't call anybody by name. But I will just say uh, I have heard from the Baylor coaching staff. I don't think they were, I don't think they were uh, overly uh, enthusiastic about the officiating that happened in that game. So <laughs> I, uh, I'll take a peek tonight in that 8 o'clock game. Who do we have this evening? The Canadians? Who do, who's uh, on yeah. tap tonight? Canada at 8 o'clock. Okay, every time I hear Canada, I think like Brady Heslip's going to show up and play. Or <laughs> now, these guys are supposed to be twenty-three and under. Now, oh, they, okay, they, they might they might ch- check uh, Brady's license there. He might yeah. look over twenty-three by now. Yeah, and Devonte Bandu is now probably <laughs> over the age of twenty-three. So Kenny Cherry also <laughs> Kenny Cherry. now in his late twenties <laughs> had a pretty good run of uh, Canadians. Yeah, oh, I'm trying God, to remember. Yeah. What, was Freddie from Minnesota? I feel like he's yeah. at some point he, he went through Minneapolis yeah. area. Yeah, okay. Some reason I had him in Canada at some point, but uh, yeah, that's pretty close, though. Oh, he played for Toronto for a little bit. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. He played for the yeah, Raptors later on. Uh, well, it's uh, so that'll be tonight. And uh, well, John, it's fun. Always fun catching up with you. I just there was a lot going on in Baylorland and in college football and. Uh, I all, you know how bad I am about these media days. I, I just, I always seem to, no matter when I plan my vacation, 
It always interferes, and so I'm off to Italy next Wednesday oh, on the first awesome. day of yeah. So cover for me and tell everybody I said hey, okay? Uh, Sounds let, great, my, Matt. Yeah, but great to visit with you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, enjoy your trip. Thanks, buddy. There he goes, John Warner, the Waco Trib, the dean of local beat writers and uh, really writers across the state. John does a great job. He's a great friend. And uh, the man loves a good hike. In fact, if uh, probably a little warm today to be out there at Cameron Park, but uh, any chance he gets, he's off to Colorado. Uh, the man loves a cabin. And Maine likes to get up there to the northeast and do that kind of thing. Aaron, you and John, um, sometime if you ever want some elevation changes, call up John and y'all go, walk, go for a little hike out at Cameron Park. How's that sound? I wouldn't be opposed to that. It's nice out there. Okay. I'll set you guys up uh, uh, on a little uh, hike. Uh, it is uh, it is hot, though. Golly, man. It's been uh, – at one point there was a streak of like 11 straight 100-degree uh, days. We're, uh, we're on quite a roll in that, uh, in that area. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. want to remind you the Texas Rangers, they've been in kind of a bad way here lately and dropped one here the other night um, in extra innings. Uh, I was looking at one to, even today. They were showing a replay, and it was nine to nine in the tenth inning. And I think they found a way to lose that particular ball game. But Rangers' first pitch will be at six oh five, and uh, we'll take you up to that next. Got a few things to uh, uh, to share with you about a big NFL trade today. Baker Mayfield has a new team. We talk about it next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union, Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. A shorthanded Bear basketball team lost the opening game of the Global Jam to Italy 88-77. The Bears will tip off against Canada tonight at 8 o'clock. Dallas Cowboys have come to a deal with Black Rifle Coffees, a military veteran-backed company that came with mixed reactions from the fans. Free agent Senator Thomas Bryan has agreed to a one-year veterans minimum deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Big 12 and Pac-12 are in negotiations with many possibilities on the table, one which could be a merger of the two leagues. Astros continue their run, winners of eight in a row now, beat the Royals 9-7, to two teams again tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers on another slide, Baltimore beat the Rangers 10-9 in extra innings again. Rangers and O's tonight, 6-0-5 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Rangers in action coming up first pitch at 605 you hear it right here on the uh, one of the great uh, Texas Rangers affiliates right here at ESPN Central Texas and we'll take you right into that we'll get the pregame going here in just a little bit uh, today's big news uh, in the NFL Baker Mayfield is now playing for a uh, a different team. We knew he wasn't going to be back with the Browns. We didn't know where he would end up. He's ended up with Matt Rule in the Carolina Panthers. How did he get the deal done? Well, they had to take some of his money and convert it into incentives. $18 million of his salary he was set to earn, he agreed to put that into incentives to get this deal done. Now, what do you get for a Baker Mayfield? Not much. The answer is not much. Uh, Aaron, I, I would call this similar to a Amari Cooper deal. Uh, this is a, a conditional draft pick. Aaron, I believe I saw it was in a fifth round conditional. Maybe it could be, maybe it could, you know, if he plays well, it could go up to something else, but I think it's a fifth round kind of a, uh, it's a conditional pick it's, and it's a oh, fifth and it turns to a fourth if he plays 70% of snaps. Okay. And we don't know. He's, they said he's going to have to go there and uh, compete for the job. Who is there? That'd be Sam Darnold. And, of course, every year they start talking about, oh, Sam Darnold's good. He's fine. He's great. Now, Sam Darnold, and maybe some of it's his fault. 
Maybe some of it's where he's played. Obviously, when you get taken by the Jets, um, you you have a pretty short shelf life because it's just not a well-run organization. Zach Wilson, the BYU star, is there now. I I think Zach Wilson is an incredibly talented young quarterback. Are they going to screw it up? I wouldn't bet against it. So we'll see if Baker Mayfield, what I found interesting and brought up earlier is that Matt Rule was coaching at Baylor. 2017, his first season, the real bad season, where they won one game. I mean, it was bad. And that that whole that, that game against Oklahoma, they actually played really well and had a lead basically at the end of the third quarter. Baker was having a great season. And I think it was either that year or the next year he won the Heisman. Baker was also as cocky as you can get. And I remember Matt Rule just having that feeling, and I remember him talking to me about this, just how much of a jerk he thought Baker Mayfield was. And now, lo and behold, a marriage of desperation Uh, a marriage of convenience, whatever you want to call it. They need a quarterback. Baker's out there. Didn't have to give up that much. And quite honestly, they'll be happy if he hits all these incentives to get his full additional $18 million. Who's paying for this salary? Well, the Browns are having to pay over $10 million uh, to to, uh, Baker for him to go away. Uh, I think the, the... uh, Panthers are going to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of about eight, eight to ten million dollars, and he will go there and he will have a shot. Now I kept hearing the ESPN people today say he needs to show up with a chip on his shoulder. Well, he's Baker Mayfield; he always has a chip on his shoulder. I don't think you have to worry about that. It really comes down to can the guy play? He had his moments with the Browns. Uh, Sometimes he put them in bad positions. Sometimes he brought them back. He's an exciting player. He's a fiery player. But he is not a long-term winning quarterback. Could he be okay as like a a year or two-year stopgap type guy that could kind of help the Panthers stay afloat? Sure, sure. I mean, it's not like the Browns were horrible with him. He just couldn't get the job done long-term. And now, of course, they went and did a deal with the devil. And that's, you know, it sounds kind of strong. Uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, accused of a lot of things. Is he a bad guy? I don't know. I don't know. If, if somebody's accused by 28 different women, uh, is that just a, a bad coincidence that they all team up and go after poor Deshaun? I don't think so. I think Deshaun, at the very best, put himself in some horrible posi- you know, uh, situations and, uh, was just incredibly naive, and and at worst, uh, he was doing some really, really uh, awful kind of weird stuff that seemingly uh, most people in life would um, have been put in jail for. He happens to have high-priced attorneys. Now, I will say this, and I've said it before, the two attorneys on both sides involved in this, Tony Busby is representing a lot of the women, and... Um, and then he's represented by Rusty Harden. Uh, Both of these attorneys 
love the attention. They love trying a case in the public. Now, that's not to say they aren't strong advocates for their folks, uh, for their clients. And uh, I'm just, I just am absolutely embarrassed that uh, the Browns, and of course we should, we should expect it from them, but they went out and did this huge deal. Now, Aaron, you have said time and time again, you think this is going to be a, a long, long suspension for Watson that the NFL almost has to do it. They have one thing that can save them from having to do that if they want to be saved. It's the fact that they have this independent arbitrator, this, this retired federal judge that will be uh, or criminal judge that's coming in to dole out justice or so-called justice. She's not, I mean, they can't tell her, I mean, at least if they go by the actual letter of the law, they can't tell her this is how much we want you to give him. She's going to do her own thing. And much like in a court of law, if the allegations and the investigation doesn't measure up, then they're not going to be able to do much. I mean, this is, uh, I, I, I find all of this to be, Fascinating. But back to the task at hand, do we think Baker Mayfield is going to be the answer for the Carolina Panthers? No. No. I mean, he was surrounded by extremely talented players in Cleveland, very good defense, great pass rushers, and they didn't really break through and do anything. They made some noise year to year. I think you would say, based on being a first overall pick, it was a failure. Now, compared to some other first-round quarterbacks, he wasn't that bad. Okay, he wasn't. I mean, you know, you think about Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell over the years, Jeff George. He wasn't. I, I would not, Aaron, I would not label Baker Mayfield as a bust. Would you? No. I mean, he's been an above-average NFL quarterback, especially when he was healthy. Last year he was hurt, and I'm not. A Baker Mayfield fan, so I'm not making excuses for him. It, he had a torn, what was it, labrum or something like that in his yeah. non-throwing shoulder. I mean, that's a pretty significant injury. Yeah, yeah, I. That's interesting that you. I guess, I, I my expectations with somebody's number one overall are to be really, really good. I I would just kind of say he's been mediocre. But you're right, Aaron. In some ways he can be kind of a galvanizing force. He's also kind of a drain. It can really go either way for him. In college, I thought he was the perfect quarterback at OU. He was in-your-face. He almost had the persona of like a Bosworth, an offensive-type Bosworth. You know, Bosworth was obviously a linebacker and got all the attention in the world. And um, I, I thought Baker did have a galvanizing impact on the college team. That rah-rah, in-your-face, kind of cocky stuff doesn't always work at the next level. His prima donna wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., they both resented each other, could not get along. Odell Beckham Jr. lands with the Rams, and Matthew Stafford, another quarterback, trying to salvage his career, uh, they hit it off, and it was beautiful. And the Rams went and won a Super Bowl. So you never know. Aaron, you're a big fantasy guy, uh, fantasy football. Can you name who Baker Mayfield will now be throwing to? 
Is Robbie Anderson a receiver for the Panthers? He is. Okay. He's, he's Anybody, their number two. DJ Moore is their, their top receiver. He's had 1,000-yard years, I think the last three years. I know the last two. So he's got a couple of pretty good receivers, and he's got Christian McCaffrey to throw to out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, if McCaffrey's ever healthy. <laughs> right, big I if. Mean, every year, everybody talks himself in, themselves into drafting him in fantasy, and seemingly, if he plays like eight games, you're doing well. So that, that is a, uh, that's a big if. D.J. Moore, that's fascinating. Where did he... Where was he uh, before he got there? Did DJ Moore play at LSU? Where did DJ? You remember where DJ Moore came from? I'm just trying to think. DJ Moore. That is a uh, that's a name. I guess the Panthers have been so bad. I haven't even thought about what they have at wide receiver. But you're right. DJ Moore has put up some pretty decent numbers. Uh, Maryland. With, I had to look it up. Bad but quarterback yeah, play. Okay. Yeah. DJ Moore, part of a Maryland team that may have taken down the University of Texas a couple of years ago to start a season. All right, Aaron, good stuff today. Uh, We uh, appreciate everybody who's been a part of this. The Texas Rangers coming up this evening. They're getting ready to go. 6.05 first pitch will take you right into the pregame. Texas Rangers coming up next. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, 